This IPR podcast is supported by Cultivating Compassion, the Dr. Richard Deming Foundation, fostering causes that enrich the community, generate understanding, and cultivate compassion, including above and beyond cancer. Today is Tuesday. It is the 2nd of January. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Michael Leland. It's been a year since new federal measures went into effect that are meant to help struggling rural hospitals. But as IPR's Natalie Krebs reports, no Iowa hospitals have received it yet. The Rural Emergency Hospital licensure designation allows struggling rural hospitals to end inpatient services and operate solely as an emergency room with outpatient care. Governor Kim Reynolds signed a law last March creating state regulations for the designation. George Pink is a researcher with the North Carolina Rural Health Research Program. He says many hospitals have struggled following the end of COVID-19 era government aid. Given that the significant financial challenges that most rural hospitals are returning to, uh, that it wouldn't surprise me at all if we continue to see hospitals at imminent risk of closure choosing to adopt this new model. According to the University of North Carolina, just 18 hospitals nationwide have received the designation so far. COVID assistance payments are drying up for many nonprofits. At the Northeast Iowa Agency on Aging, the nutrition budget has shrunk by almost half since its pandemic money ran out. That's forcing changes to meal delivery for seniors in 18 Iowa counties. Mike Donahue is the agency's CEO. He says in addition to a reduced budget, state funding simply hasn't kept pace with meal costs. Overall funding hasn't changed much. I think if you look back over the last five years, we probably funding has grown 6% total. Donahue says in 2019, meals cost about $6 each. They're now closer to 10 The agency will continue making meal deliveries to about 500 area seniors, though starting next week, those deliveries will be in bulk every two weeks. Iowa officials say the state faces a shortage of attorneys. As IPR's Sheila Brummer reports, prosecutors in one northeast northwest Iowa county are working harder to keep up. Woodbury County Attorney James Loomis says his office needs five more attorneys to be at the full capacity of 18. So it's lent itself to many challenges. Staff work longer hours to cover an increasing caseload. My day usually starts at 6 o'clock in the morning and it usually ends around midnight. And then I get up the next day and do it all over again. The county recently approved higher salaries to try to entice people to apply. The president of the Iowa State Bar Association, Ian Russell, says there is a need for lawyers in all areas of the profession, especially in smaller communities, and for indigent defense work. If there was a single reason why, I would address that reason and, and do my best to fix it. Russell says retirements and younger people moving out of state are a few factors leading to the shortage. A University of Iowa engineering professor says he's concerned the state's extreme drought might cause trouble for the state's water quality and supply. David Swartney heads the U of I's Center for Health Effects of Environmental Contamination. He says he's concerned not only for regional water systems, but also the 300,000 Iowans who depend on private well water. Many of those are shallow inside, say, the alluvial plains near rivers and creeks. As those start to dry up, then you have homeowners that are on their own because those fall out of most state and federal oversight needing to secure water supplies. Swartney made his comments during recent appearance on Iowa Press on Iowa PBS. State Republican leaders say they're not planning to expand the list of laws passed last year addressing conservative social issues and regulating gender and sexuality issues in schools in the new legislative session. But the Cedar Rapids Gazette reports lawmakers could revive a push for religious liberty protections. 
One lawmaker says Republicans will pursue a bill to strengthen religious liberty protections, mirroring a 1993 Federal Religious Restoration Act and requires courts to apply the highest level of judicial review when considering cases where a person's religious liberty is burdened. This is Iowa Public Radio's Here First. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Michael Leland. This IPR podcast is supported by Cultivating Compassion, the Dr. Richard Deming Foundation, fostering causes that enrich the community, generate understanding, and cultivate compassion, including above and beyond cancer.